0: If I mention to you elite goaltending, the first thing you're going to think of, probably, individuals. You're going to think of Andrei Vasilevsky, Igor Shesterkin, Connor Hellebuck. If I say, no, 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 specifically, team goaltending, then you're going to think of the two dudes in Boston or maybe even in Las Vegas because the Stanley Cup champs won by defending. Now, you want to hear something funny? Oh, I've got something funny for you today. Good morning. Good Thursday morning to you. I'm Dan Kovacovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you've done this. If you've been listening to this show for a while, even just going back as recently as this summer... When I listed what I really needed to see from this team, from these Penguins, to compete, to contend, number one was elite goaltending. That was the word that I used. My feeling was that if Tristan Jari and his backups weren't going to be at an elite level, then this team had no chance because I didn't see these Penguins as being built on some sort of stacked defensive roster, nor would they be the type of players who could excessively commit to defending. They just don't have that in their nature. So you were going to need someone at the game's most important position to rise up. Well, now, the number one goaltending, as measured by save percentage, the National Hockey League belongs predictably to the Bruins. They're at 924 for a save percentage. Tied with the Bruins, or virtually tied, just a few decimal points behind them, are the Golden Knights. Again, no surprise. Guess who's number three? Yeah. How about that? The tandem of Jari and Alex Ndelkovic, and maybe, you know, throw in a little bit of a bone there for Magnus Helberg for that big W that he had in Los Angeles earlier this season. They're at 922. The next highest on that list are the Islanders and Canucks way below them, both at 917. So there's not some fluky component here. The Penguins' 2.59 goals against average is sixth. Their four shutouts are tied for first. And oh, by the way, this is something I usually will spout off at the very top of an episode. Penguins' four... Canadians 3 last night in Montreal by way of not just a shootout, but a franchise record 12-round shootout in which Nedeljkovic needed to turn aside shot after shot after shot to allow Jansen Harkins eventually to be the guy to win it. Now, Nedeljkovic wasn't great. Certainly not in the first period. The team as a whole was awful in the first period. Not sure if they just didn't get their hour and a half airplane ride legs out of their system or whatever, but that was a lousy look for everyone wearing white on that ice. Ultimately, though, they all kind of straightened out, but Nedeljkovic really had to rise up. He was terrific in the second period. He was really sharp in the third And then, by the time he got to overtime and the shootouts, which, remember, do count toward an actual team point, and it's not as if the Penguins could pass those up, he was beaten on the first two attempts by the same move to the same side over the glove after the Canadians apparently had seen something and were able to one-way him and then go back the other way and then shoot upward before he even raised his glove, as always with this dude. He fights, he competes, he bounces back. That's what's been loved about him by everybody in the organization currently, but nobody more than Mike Vellucci, the assistant coach who had Nedeljkovic as his goaltender with Charlotte of the AHL when that team won the Calder Cup a few years back. People who've had him as a teammate swear by him. They fight back to protect him. And they'll all tell you that the principal reason for that is that they see how hard he's doing it in the first place. This was Nadelkovich to reporters in Montreal last night, just about the nature of a 12-round shootout. No, I think uh, five or six rounds, mostly. Um was the most I've ever been through. So that was uh, it was intense. It was a lot of fun. I like playing in this building. It's a lot of fun. It's always a great atmosphere, and um, it, it was really loud there when a couple of those guys started going at the end. Um, yeah, that was uh, cool to be part of. This young man and I talk quite a bit, and one of the things that we discussed is that when he first came up after the success that he had with the Calder Cup. His run in the NHL wasn't at all smooth. His numbers would support that strongly. But here again, there have been people who believed in him, and one of those people was him. He knew he could perform at a more consistent level, at a higher level in the NHL. And you know what? He has, and Jari has as well for all the things that have gone wrong so far this season, chiefly, of course, the power play, this has kind of gotten lost, and it's gotten lost to the extreme that if I'd asked, I'd say just like a common hockey fan as opposed to somebody who's really, really, really into it, like whoever would push play on a podcast called Daily Shot of Penguins, nobody would have any idea that this was going on. Nobody would have any idea that they'd have the third best goaltending in the NHL through almost two full months of the season. I don't know if it'll hold up. I don't know if maybe just the Penguins will become a better defensive team or a better overall team in front of the goaltenders and kind of neutralize it as a factor. But I do know that it's worth appreciating and applauding what's happened to date in this capacity this specific capacity when we come back j1q today's j1q comes from alex who asks dk is Volteri pustinen a better nhl player than he is an ahl player alex i love the fact that you ask this because it means that at some point or other in watching this young man perform over the past week, you've thought it. And I love that somebody else has now thought this other than me. Because, I' not going to lie, there are some opinions that you can express in this role where you feel like you're a little bit too much on an island. Where it's so far out of the beaten path on a given subject that you're like, man, is there anybody else who thinks this or am I just a weirdo? But I've felt this way about Pustinen since his first bleeping development camp in Cranberry, not that he should have been in the NHL then I'm not being really, really crazy here, but I saw him do certain things on the ice where I said to myself, man, AHL players aren't going to get this. (laughs) Like he's, he's, playing chess, and he's going to go down there with a bunch of checkers, no pun intended, and it's not going to work for him. i telling you that that came up back then, with me anyway. And sure enough, you check in on him, and you see what his stats are down there, and you're like, you know, there's nothing special. There's no reason you'd call him up. Uh, All of last season, even after he'd made his one game, NHL cameo debut the previous season. There was just never a time when you said, man, they got to get this Pustin and kid up here. I was the only one saying it. Now, to an extent, can you criticize him for that? Sure. I think that'd be fair. A player has to show you in the minors that he needs to be up. And even at that level, there are complementary offensive players that if you earn your way to a top line or something to that effect, you're going to be able to put up better numbers. He didn't. That said, if you go back and look at his NHL debut, the one game that he played a couple of seasons ago, you'll get floored. If you just isolate on him and you see some of the passes that were made, some of the decisions that were made, when he's out there with guys he'd never played with before in his life, You see the difference. I vividly recall being in Boston after that game. I was covering a Penguins practice uh, just on the outskirts of that city where the Bruins have a facility. And having a discussion with a couple of people high up with the Penguins. And then later with Mike Sullivan himself about what we'd just witnessed From Pustinen and they all agreed that this was really something. This was pretty neat. And we never saw him again. We never saw him again. And here too, the other night, the other night, Sullivan was talking about Pustinen and said something along the lines of how he still has a steep climb. That was his term to stick in the NHL. And I'm a billion percent positive that he's referring to something defensive or some sort of responsibility or some sort of awareness. He's not a great defensive player. Okay, great, but don't be burying him again. You're watching this young man out there with four enormous names in the NHL. And he's the one that's come along, and all of a sudden, they had two power play goals the other night against the Coyotes. Now they had two more power play goals last night in Montreal. I don't think it's a coincidence. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we will do another one of these tomorrow.